0: Welcome to the Moonlight Real Estate Syndication Show, hosted by Eric Lindsay. Here at Moonlight, we will show you how to operate and invest in real estate syndications successfully while having W-2 income or another business that you operate on a full-time basis. We will learn from experts all things pertaining to real estate syndications. Here at the Moonlight Real Estate Syndication Show, we choose to focus on financial security, not job security. Welcome to the Moonlight Real Estate Side Hustles and Syndication Show. I am your host, Eric Lindsay. Here at Moonlight, we choose to focus on achieving financial security through real estate. And today we are here with Kevin Gardner. Kevin is the president of Multifamily Utility Solutions. He spent nearly 20 years with Comcast and was responsible for managing the team that negotiated agreements with multifamily property owners. Kevin has helped multifamily property owners across the country and their management companies. His experience has resulted in favorable contract terms and improved net operating incomes. In 2021, Multifamily Utility Solutions clients increased their NOI by more than $4 million, resulting in an increase in asset value of over $100 million. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, Eric. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this is kind of going to be a higher level show and for more seasoned operators and also for newer operators within the syndication world. But yeah, we're definitely looking forward to getting into the show here. Awesome. Yeah, so am I. Okay, great. Well, so I gave a brief bio over your background. Can you do it a little bit more justice and just kind of share with us how you got into the field that you're in currently?
1: Well, that's a long story, but, uh, you know, I started, (laughs) honestly, it's kind of funny, though. I had to leave college. Um, My college girlfriend was pregnant, had to get a job, didn't have my college degree. So sales was a good option. And I had two job offers. I could either sell cable TV door to door or I could sell replacement windows door to door. And I, I picked cable TV because it just seemed like it'd be more fun to talk about than replacement windows. And I had a pretty good career run with Comcast. I uh, was there nearly 20 years, moved around a lot and got to more senior roles. And one of those roles, I uh, oversaw the team that negotiated with property owners. So when I decided to start my own company, that's what we focused on was we actually represented Comcast and Charter. They were two of our initial clients and we were a third party vendor for them To help negotiate their contracts with property owners. Well, apparently we did a good job because they they no longer needed our services. They were kind of like, wait, you know what? We're cool. We got caught up. We're good. We got enough people that are employees to do this. Thanks for your service. And uh, we appreciate it. So here we are sitting at the negotiating table without a partner. So we decided, well, why can't we do the same thing? Why can't we help property owners take this experience we have and help them Increase their revenue because a lot of them don't realize, you know, this is kind of an often overlooked thing. People don't realize that when I tell people what I do, they're like, oh, well, we don't pay for cable for our residents. So we don't need uh, a contract. And what they don't realize is even when you're not paying for cable for all your Mm residents, you can still benefit from a contract monetarily with the cable providers, the cable and internet. When I say cable, I guess that's an old habit, um, but I mean internet as well.
0: Okay. Long story short, you kind of teach people how to save money and cut expenses and be smart about different services that goes on within property owners' properties. Yes, we actually do both. We generate
1: revenue. So that the cable and internet access rights have value, right? So I was at a conference in Sarasota, Florida a couple of weeks ago. And down there, I used the example, look, Comcast has the franchise to operate in the city of Sarasota. And what that gives them is the right to be in the public easements. And let's say Eric owns a home in Sarasota, and Eric wants Comcast service. Mm-hmm. All Eric has to do is sign a, a work order with them, and then you're giving them permission to be on your personal property. Let's say Eric owns a multifamily property there, a 100-unit apartment property. And let's say I'm Eric's resident, and I want Comcast service. Well, I can't sign up with Comcast and give them the right to be on your personal property because I'm your renter. I'm your tenant. Okay. So therefore, there's an extra step in the process. So they have to negotiate a deal with you where you give them access to your personal property as the property owner. And that's where we step in because a lot of people don't know about that. They don't know it's available. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the value of that is. They don't know their options. And so that's where we step in and we negotiate on behalf of the owner of the property with the potential providers that are there.
0: That sounds like a basically a consultant to where you could kind of help out and, and navigate and just really kind of put property owners in the best position to win within their properties.
1: Yeah, I mean we we prefer to think of ourselves as a business partner cuz we're helping their, you know, their bottom line. So we generate revenue for them in that capacity. And the cool thing is, I think it's cool and most owners we talk to think it's cool. We work on commission only. So if we don't generate revenue for the owner, we don't get paid. Right. And, you know, so it's it's kind of a win-win and we get paid a percentage only. So we have the absolute most incentive we could possibly have to get the owner of that property as much money as they could
0: possibly get. Right.
1: Because we're getting a percentage of it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you guys got skin in the game. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, skin in the game for my Moonlight listeners is basically a term that's pretty much threw around to say you're invested in the deal at the same time that another person's invested, whether it's with time or whether it's with money or some kind of compensation that you guys will align with. Yeah, that's great. Hey, I had a couple questions I wanted to run past you here. With COVID, what did you see during those times? I mean, are we kind of out of the woods on those times, or where do you see us at currently?
1: You know, uh, as far as the, some of that that question, I wish I knew. But what we saw was business boom during COVID. Right. So, if you're a property owner and you're and COVID's coming up, and you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to collect your rent. From your residents. Mm-hmm. You don't know whether or not you're going to be able to evict them if they don't pay. If okay. you've got empty units, you don't know if somebody's going to be able to move in or, or not. Right. There was a lot of uncertainty around revenue. So mm-hmm. when we came to the table and said, Well, our business is still here. We can still generate revenue. People owners started thinking, well, what other ways can I generate revenue or save expenses? And so they turned to us. And, and quite frankly, our business grew 254% Whoa. from 2020 to 2021. Wow. Nice. I mean, it, it was just, yeah. And it's continued to, you know, grow at a, a rapid pace. So, you know, we were part of the solution because they were looking at the revenue and the expense lines and wondering, what am I going to do? And, you know, we had a solution for them.
0: So a partner to kind of help out and in increase the income because usually people are trying to dump expenses. And you know, you heard a lot of things going on during that period of time. People were pausing accounts and scaling back and yeah. things like that. But from what I saw, the guys that kept their foot on the pedal, they were doing some deals. So I mean, there's definitely some insight to be gleaned there. What are some of the biggest challenges that operators have? to prevent them from increasing their NOI. What's some of the things that you've noticed within your career field that's kind of limited people from driving that NOI?
1: Yeah, so NOI is net operating income, right? So it's just your bottom line. What are you making at, you know, do you gathered all your revenue, all your rent, all your other sources of, of income and paid out all your bills? What's left over? What's the net operating income? In order to determine asset value for a property, Net operating income drives that based on cap rate, right? So the better your net operating income, the you know the the better your asset value. So that's the net operating income. And you know some of the challenges are you know it's leverage, right? It's all mm-hmm. about leverage. If you have a twenty unit property, you don't have much leverage. If you have a two hundred unit property, you've got a lot more leverage. If mm-hmm. you're in a mark if you're in a market where there's multiple providers. Then you've got people competing for your business. If you're in a rural area where there may only be one provider, you don't have as much leverage when you're negotiating because I've had them say, well, who else are you going to go to, right? You know, one of my favorite markets right now is, is Dallas because at and is aggressive there. Spectrum is very good to work with. It's fun operating where, where you have choices and you have people competing for your business as well. So that's one of the biggest challenges. And, you know, don't get me wrong, what we bring to the table is nice, right? Incremental revenue. It's going to help your NOI. But you shouldn't buy a property based on, you know, who the cable provider is or the internet provider, because there's probably more to gain from buying the right property that maybe has undervalued, you know, undermarket rent, you know, some some vacancy where you can fill that up. Those things are going to drive it more than than ours. But we're, you know, we're a piece of the puzzle.
0: I'm 100% in agreement with you. <laughs> that should never be your strategy for taking down a property to save on your cable bill. As, <laughs> right. As the upside within the deal there. So, hey, could you just share an example of what it would look like if we came in as a new operator or a new client of yours and we brought a 100 unit apartment building to you guys? What would the onboarding process look like? Just kind of walk us through that.
1: Well, yeah. And Eric, we know you guys are busy. So we try and make this as easy as possible. All we require is an email that says, hey, here's the name of the property. Here's the primary address, the number of units, and here's the legal entity that that owns it. And then, you know, we put together a, a letter of authorization and we send it to you via DocuSign and you sign it that basically says we have the right to talk to the providers on your behalf. We don't ever have the right to commit to anything. We don't sign anything for you. The agreement that you do is between you and the and the uh, internet or cable company. And we, we just advise on it. So it, we try and make it as simple as possible. So then we go and talk to them. We were like, what's the contract status here? Is there a contract in place? Is there not? If there's not, what proposal would you have for us? And we do all that legwork. We negotiate. We, you know, as as best we can, and then we bring you the the final product and say, here's what we see as the options. We present it to you, and then it's up to you say yay or nay. Man, if you say no, then you know, no harm, no foul. We'll, we'll get the next one for you, right? And we have some people say no. It's it's not worth the time. It's not worth the effort. We're thinking about selling that property, or you know what? We're thinking about buying some others in that market. Let's wait so we can maybe get some more leverage with some other properties. And for, for a variety of reasons, right? They, they could be, you know, not exactly sold on, on the idea. And that's okay. We had that happen in Lexington, Kentucky, um, not too long ago. We had uh, a, an offer on the table, and the guy's like, well, would it matter if I'm buying two other properties here in the next six months? Like I said, let's wait, right? Let's let's push that number up. And mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, we, we got the the bought the other two and we were negotiating for three with a lot more units and we got a better deal for all three of them. So wow, um, nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. So 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 sometimes the right answer is wait.
0: So someone can incorporate you at the beginning of a transaction or at the end. Is that pretty much what you're saying that is a viable option? Yeah, I would tell you that
1: the sooner the better. We had another property that the owner came to us and said, look, we're we're looking at this property. They didn't have a cable contract in the due diligence, so we're not sure. Mm. And so I was able to find out from them that there wasn't one active. The provider was talking to the current owner, and if the current owner would have executed the agreement, my client would have lost out on, I want to say, like 60K. So we were able to give them that heads up Before you know, before it happened, so it's never too early. We can get involved at any time. You know, the the only time it's too late is if if you're selling it or you're under contract to sell it and you can't do any other deals. But otherwise, you know, there's no harm in asking. You know, we'll we'll go and we'll look into it for you and we'll give you we'll give you some information.
0: Great, yeah, that's phenomenal information there, and you guys are doing a great service because. Sometimes us as operators, we're not able to see things that you guys have been in the industry for quite some time or able to see. And so if you could drive that in a while, that is a significant return that's able to be produced. Hey, I'm just curious, are you guys in any other asset classes other than apartments or are you pretty much predominantly just locked in 100% on apartments, multifamily? Apartments and mobile home
1: communities. Um, are the ones where agreements are necessary to do this. There's not much, occasionally a condo or a homeowner's association, but for the most part, it's really apartments are preferred and then mobile home parks are also.
0: So what, I mean, is pretty much everything like transferable or compatible between mobile home parks and apartments or is things get a little bit more unique with the mobile? There
1: There are some differences because... In the apartments, the owner owns wiring that's in the units called cable home run wiring. Whereas in mobile homes, it's just they, you know, the owner owns the common ground. There's no internal wiring to, to really deal with other than the unit. So there's a couple of differences, but for the most part, the rules are, are, are similar.
0: Well, no, that's great because personally we invest in uh, mobile home parks and also apartments. So I'm sure quite a few of my listeners, they're interested in getting in both asset classes as well. So that's great, Kevin. Hey, that's phenomenal information that you passed on. You guys are doing a great service for the multifamily arena. I highly recommend all you Moonlight listeners to to reach out to Kevin and uh, utilize his services Kevin, we're going to start kind of concluding here. As we conclude, we always like to wrap things up by asking our guests what book that you would recommend for the Moonlight listeners to read. Okay, I I
1: I told you I was going to have a hard time with this question because (laughs) I I feel an obligation Uh to to plug a a, a book for a college friend of mine who has written a book called Wired Differently, which is about, you know, self-development. I enjoy that book. So I really do. Um, at the end of the day, though, I'm going to say the best book, because it's about personal development, but it's also about business, is a book by Chris Voss called Never Split the Difference.
0: So my mentor, Rockleaf, Khalif, he is definitely hardcore about that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's one of his gifts that he mails you once you become a, a part of the mastermind. I haven't actually read it yet, but now that you're speaking on it, I, I need to crack it open and see exactly what's in there.
1: It is it is great, and, and that's funny you mentioned Rod because I was down at his uh, Warriors event in uh, Sarasota about okay. uh, four weeks ago. So I was there. I was uh, there.
0: Well, maybe I miss you because I got in a little late one night. So okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, Kevin, it's been a treat having you on. You are a wealth of knowledge. How can our Moonlight listeners get in contact with you if they decided that they could utilize your services? What's the best way for them to
1: reach out to you? Best way is probably through email. It's it's simply Kevin at solutions.com, which is our website and our, our company name. Uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me.
0: Once again, thanks for coming out to the show. We look forward to connecting with you in the near future on some of our assets. Yeah, we'd love to have you back.
1: Awesome. I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for your time this morning. Yes,
0: sir. No problem. Hey, until you Moonlight listeners, let's continue to pursue financial security through real estate. And while you're at it, let's keep Moonlight. Thanks for tuning in to the Moonlight Real Estate Syndication Show. Please make sure to give us a five-star review, subscribe to this channel, and please share this podcast with someone else. Until next time, let's keep pursuing financial security, not job security. We'll catch you in the next episode.